You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hello again, friends, and you are our friends. Welcome back to another edition of The Nerd Table here on CKCC Radio. And credit to the great Brian Last for that podcast intro that I 100% just ripped off from him. My name is Chris O'Mealy. I am your host, former pro wrestling guy, current podcaster, aspiring writer. And I am joined by a man who is going to be a future homeowner, future rock star, and hopefully will have his identity back sooner rather than later, Eric Flores. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. I didn't even know I was trying to be a rock star, to be honest, but that works. Maybe I can be a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, such a pain in the ass just trying to fix my whole stolen identity thing. But, you know, I'm trying to look on the, bl- on the bright side of everything. Everyone is aware of the situation and it is not affecting my ability to purchase a home as of now. Anyway, that we'll we'll see how long it takes. That is good. Um, news. Yes. Uh, also, did I tell you? Did I tell you I, I put in an offer on a place? Yes, you did. And I'm That's excited it. for you. I know. I'm actually just waiting to hear back. Uh, hopefully soon. I put in the offer on Friday. Uh, so. Yeah, that, that's that. A lot of interesting stuff came from our uh, our group today. Yes, or not today, so, but in general. So everybody, we have officially made our Facebook group community. If you go to facebook.com slash groups slash the nerd table pod, you can access our group. It's called the nerd table fan community or just go to Facebook and search the nerd table fan community and you can join the conversation. A couple of people have already signed up and joined. And most of them are people who are jumping ship from Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk, which is currently in its final run of episodes. And then I'm going to make those episodes available on our patron page. So anybody who signs up for the low, low price of only five buckaroos a month will have access to the entire Wrestle Talk archive, all 380 episodes by the time we're done with the full run, plus about 15 specials that we did. There may be a handful of episodes missing. I'm going to work on that. I'm also going to put up there a the entire run of the Talk and Talkies podcast that I did with my co-host Dan Peck. I don't remember how many episodes we did, but it was just a movie review show that we ended up abandoning just because of schedules and things like that. But uh, I'm going to put the entire run up there, too, on our patron page. Patron.com slash Club Kayfabe. And I'm not going to hold anybody hostage about signing up and giving me money. I'm not. But if you do sign up and give us money, I will continue to produce weekly content for you. Right now, Wrestle Talk is going to become a weekly show exclusive to Patron. On each episode, we review a classic pro wrestling pay-per-view or episode of Raw or basically something from the past. And then we do music video watch-alongs. One of our top-tier patrons, Adrian Cotton, whose voice you heard at the beginning and end of every episode of The Nerd Table, he uh, he submits a couple of rap videos that Dan and I do watch-alongs with, where you kind of sync up your video with ours and watch along with us, and you get to hear us react live to the video. And then we do the rap videos 
and then we incorporate a video of our own. This past week, we just did because it's be everything's Halloween themed. We did uh, "Somebody's Watching Me" by Rockwell. You know that song? Yeah, with the Michael Jackson backup <clears throat> vocals. And then our our Halloween show's coming up this week, so we're going to actually review Michael Jackson's Thriller, and we're going to do the full fifteen minute video, the whole watch along from start to to end. The whole shebang. I'm actually really looking forward to that. It's a really fun show. But to entice people in the nerd table to to sign up, if you guys eventually do want to decide you want to help contribute and keep the show going, uh, I have talked to Dan about this, and I have talked to Eric about this, and I know you guys have both said you'd be on board, but we considered doing an idea where we would do like a... Because there's an app called Cast where you can sync up a video and watch it all together. And I think you can do stuff like right off your hard drive. So I was going to have us possibly do our own version of Rift Tracks and watch bad movies and do commentary over them. And man, would that be a ton of fun. You know what the first movie's going to be, right? No. What is Plan it? 9 from Outer Space. Okay. Okay. Uh, if, if we're going to do a bad mm-hmm. movie thing, I, I said Plan 9, Geely, The Room, and Troll uh. 2 are all, like, right on the top of the hit list. I have not seen Troll 2. Actually, I haven't seen any of those movies rather other than The Room. I've heard of them, some of them, but I haven't seen them. I've never actually seen Plan 9, but I have seen Ed Wood, the biopic with Johnny Depp. Mm. Really, really good, by the way. Where you're just like, oh my god, did he even care about this movie at all? But in this shot, it's daylight, and and it was nighttime when we shot this scene before. Oh, it'll be fine. Nobody will notice. Like, god damn, okay. <laughs> we can have a ton of fun with that. But, uh, yeah, so that's, so, but, yeah, with CKCC Radio, um, we're going to drop <clears throat> Wrestle Talk as a free show. And, by the way, I just want to just make mention of this real quick. I do apologize if my voice sounds off or I'm, like, coughing or hacking. I definitely have some kind of an upper respiratory infection. I'm super clogged up. I got a bad sore throat. I got the headache. It's COVID, probably. I think I'm going to die. Well, I mean, you ate pizza today. Did it taste good? Yes. Oh, well, you're fine. Yeah, I still have my (laughs) sensitivity. You're fine. You know what? what? (laughs) I, I told my wife this, and she laughed, but I was actually kind of serious. I'm like, if I actually do get COVID and I lose my sense of taste, you have to make sure the only thing I eat that entire week is, like, healthy stuff, because there'll be no excuse. I said, that'll be the perfect excuse to just force me to eat healthy stuff, because it's all going to taste the same. I know, right? It's one of those things. What, what was that? The, the name of that berry that they made where everything tastes sweet? Oh, man, I can't question. remember. They had it at Epcot, too, and I can't remember what the hell it's called. You know, it's funny. I just looked up Berry Where Everything Tastes Sweet, and I actually got something. Um, Miracle Berry? Yes, that's the, that's it. If you have that, everything you eat will taste sweet. It doesn't matter what it is. Huh. So, I wonder if we could just give that to people who lost their taste. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, maybe. I don't know how that works. <laughs> you can try it. 
But uh, with WrestleTalk coming off of CKCC Radio, I'm happy to announce that plans are in place for a replacement show. That's going to be really fun. Eric, you're going to like this one. My friend Megan, who worked at Disney, is in talks with a friend of hers who lives in the UK. And they're going to do a show called Girls Who Like. They're going to talk about MMA, fight sports, and pro wrestling. But also they're going to talk about video games and horror. I saw that post. I saw that post. Yes, I'm really happy about this. It'll be our first female-led podcast on the channel. And I hope everybody here in the Nerd Table checks that out. I think you guys will really enjoy that. I think it'll help fill the gap that WrestleTalk is leaving behind. Because although they're going to focus more on MMA because she knows more about MMA than wrestling, people can still kind of get their fix there. And because they're both gamers and both horror enthusiasts, they're going to incorporate that into the show, too. So if you ever wanted to hear two pretty girls talk about cool shit, uh, there you go. We got a show for you. <clears throat> That's in the works. And check out all the other cool stuff on the channel. Jeff Trellowitz just posted part two of his interview with Ghost Hunter Dustin Perry. Really fun second part. And his uh, upcoming ranking tracks is going to be a ranking track of Michael Jackson's Thriller. Which will probably be out by the time you guys listen to this episode because we record on Saturday and he'll actually have that episode up on Sunday. So you guys can check that out. Uh, I know another J Buddies Music Hub just went up. New episode. And the Board to Death binge cast once again has Exile, Jay, Zeke, and Sam as Chris goes solo. So you can enjoy that as well. And don't forget, first Monday of every month is Motivational Moves. And Mr. Adrian Cotton will have more stuff to motivate you. And an all-new Race Nerd podcast with Matt Hardman also just went up. And to update my show, the Stupid Sexy podcast, where we review every Simpsons ever, I put that on hiatus when we started this show and started making the push to end WrestleTalk. I'm going to bring that show back as a weekly podcast. Once the free WrestleTalk ends, we're going to actually record the patron show and Stupid Sexy podcast as one one thing because stupid sexy podcast only is about a half hour show anyway and the vip wrestle talk maybe goes an hour and a half at most so that's two hours of content which is exactly what i'm doing here with the nerd table usually so that should update everybody and of course check out our partner shows the blake and sal show currently taking requests for their next episode the very first request i thought of was to make them talk about halloween stuff and Latest episode of the United We Fan podcast with Mark and Brian is now available, where I join them as a special guest, and we discuss the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes. Are you a fan of the Simpsons Halloween specials, Eric? I am. I uh, It's been a while since I've just, just, like, watched The Simpsons. Like, years. Years. But I love every episode I watch. I just don't know why I have... I just stopped. I think it's because I don't have reason most people stopped. You either (laughs) didn't have it available before Disney Plus came around. Or the show just dipped in the the quality that it was in the beginning. And you're kind of just like, eh, the show's stagnant. I'm not really watching it anymore. But I hear it, it, it picked back up. So I hear it's good again. Yes and no. Yes and no. They're no like, longer yes. pushing the boundary they used to. I know that. <laughs> well, no. But, like, it picked back up because they're, they're understanding that there's a whole new audience discovering The Simpsons now, and they're appealing to that audience. 
So it's not the same that it used to be, but it still isn't bad in context, if that makes any sense to you. Like, if you're going to constantly compare it to the old stuff, it's not going to hold up. But if you watch it independently and as a as a new experience to create new fans, then yes, they're still doing pretty good. So I'll at okay. least give it that. Here's a fun trivia question. According to IMDb, do you know what the best and worst rated episodes of The Simpsons are? Oh, no. Okay. The top rated episode on IMDb is the season eight episode Homer's Enemy with Frank Grimes. Please tell me you've seen that one. Uh, you're going to have to tell me what happened in the episode for me to fully remember. <laughs> so a uh, new employee comes to the power plant named Frank Grimes, a guy who's had bad luck his whole life and things are finally starting to break through. And he is just incensed that Homer exists because he's lazy and he's a slob and he's just skating by in life and getting all these breaks. And Homer wants to make friends with him and he ends up becoming Homer's enemy. And he just doesn't understand how Homer's got this nice house and a family and he's been to space and he ha- hangs out with Gerald Ford. You know, like he's got a Grammy. He went on tour with the with the Smashing Pumpkins like. And this guy's just like, all I've ever done is work my entire life, and all I've got is a haircut and a briefcase. And he's just so angry that Homer's got everything, and he's got nothing. And he tries so hard to make everybody at the plant realize what an idiot Homer is. He actually gets Homer to enter a power plant design contest for children. And Homer wins the contest and everybody cheers for him. And he literally goes insane, runs around the power plant, freaking out about how he's Homer Simpson and he'll pee on the seat so he'll get a raise. And then he he's like, oh, look, dangerously high voltage. I don't need gloves for this. And he grabs it and electrocutes himself and dies. And it is the darkest episode, but it's so funny. <laughs> Holy shit. OK. Oh, yeah. Homer's enemy. Frank Grimy Grimes. One of my favorite parts is uh, as he's ranting at Homer in front of the family, he's like, if you lived in any other country in the world, you'd be dead by now. And Bart looks at Homer and goes, he's got you there, Dad. (laughs) Uh, The lowest rated episode of The Simpsons of all time on IMDb is Lisa Goes Gaga, the Lady Gaga guest star episode, which is literally just. A love letter to Lady Gaga. There's no substance to it. It's another Lisa's unpopular. Somebody helps her with her self-image story. But they make it out like Lady Gaga is this super goddess and everybody worships her. The whole thing was basically written as a love letter to Lady Gaga. You know, actually, one of my favorite episodes, now that I'm thinking about, like, The Simpsons and Singers and stuff like that, was the Happy Birthday Lisa, where they had, like, Michael Jackson. Yes, Absolutely one of my favorite episodes. Which is not on Disney Plus because of Michael Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Even though he Uh, did the episode under a pseudonym, just like Dustin Hoffman did. Yeah. So you didn't know it was him because they were were embarrassed at the time to be in a cartoon. Meanwhile, Albert Brooks, you know, Nemo's dad. Yeah. Good old, good old Marlon. I love, I love Marlon. Uh, Not only did he happily lend his voice to The Simpsons, but he's had some of the best cameos ever as Hank Scorpio. 
the uh, the supervillain. If you've ever seen that episode, that's another season eight one. It's called You Only Move Twice. They move to a new town and Homer starts working for a guy named Hank Scorpio. And he's like the nicest guy in the world and treats his employees super perfect. Oh, is this you know, where like, they move to New York or whatever? It's not New York, but yeah, they move. And then uh, it turns out he's actually a supervillain. <laughs> and I always love the idea that like... The guy's a supervillain bent on world domination, but at the same time, he's, like, super cool to everyone who works for him and treats them like gold. And I always <laughs> really love that dynamic. It's a great episode. Plus, Albert Brooks was in the Simpsons movie. He was the evil EPA guy that tries to kill the family. That's, that, that's like, the tradition. Good old Albert Brooks. You can always count on him. Yeah, I'll bring that podcast back. It'll be fun. Uh, we got we got lots to talk about here on the nerd table today. We're gonna do some fan service here. We're gonna answer some fan requests. Uh, but first, I want to quickly give a special happy birthday shout out to one of my favorite actors, Christopher Lloyd, who the other day turned eighty two years old on the twenty second. I know. You know who else turned? Uh, well, not eighty two, but who else's birthday was that same day? Actually, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, well, you know, Eric, uh, I, I, I think, uh, 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 that, uh, uh, that's a very happy birthday. Uh, it's, it's the best acting I've ever heard. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best Christopher Lloyd and Jeff Goldblum characters. Let's touch on that real quick. Oh, I mean, okay. All right. The, all right um, so, so let's, let's, let's get this out of the way. Everybody knows Doc Brown is the quintessential Christopher Lloyd character. So Correct. I'm gonna ju- I'm gonna judge throw out a uh, Judge Doom from Roger Rabbit. Yeah, that that was gonna be my second actually. Yeah, um, that's that's a really good one. Yeah, no, that that's pretty much it. And then as far as Jeff Goldblum goes, I really like his character in Independence Day. Yes, you know what? I'll agree with that. Like, yeah, hey, when you think of though- Jeff Goldblum. You, you usually everybody thinks of the fly and Jurassic Park, but yeah, I'll I'll say that I'll say that too. I think his Independence Day character is one of the best. Yeah, uh, and like, it was just it, it was good, and I like his new stuff. Don't get me wrong; I thought he did great in uh, you know the the Thor Ragnarok. He was fantastic um, in Thor Ragnarok, right? <laughs> but like, it wasn't about him. He just happened to be in the movie. Uh, so I, I feel like if I was going to base, uh, like a movie with him in it, he would have to be one of the main characters and he was in that movie. Mm-hmm. So that is my reasoning behind, uh, picking the Independence Day character, which I can't remember what his name is supposed to be in that. David. I don't remember the last name, but I, I know, right. I know it's definitely David. Cause I can, all I hear in my head is freaking, uh, what's his name? <laughs> His dad, his Jewish dad, Judd Hirsch. Yeah. Like, David, David. <laughs> oh, you, you're a mess. Oh, you want to drive the car? It's just like, that's like the super Jewish stereotype. His cameo <laughs> on Big Bang Theory was phenomenal, too, because they brought him in. He, instead of Jeff Goldblum's dad, now he's Johnny Galecki's dad. He plays Leonard's father in a later episode of the Big Bang Theory. And it's when they're, when Leonard's parents are divorced and hating each other. And he's like, oh, your elevator's not working? Oh, the stairs are fine. You know, maybe I'll have a heart attack and won't have to see your mother. 
at the end of the stairs. <laughs> yeah, he's he's good in everything too. So yes, uh, very happy birthday to Christopher Lloyd and Jeff Goldblum. Live long and prosper, and keep making movies. That was the only good thing about that crappy Piranha 3D movie, which I thought was just dumb. Haven't seen it. Anything with the word, if it says 3D in the title, other than the Harold and Kumar movies, I'm not going to go see it. <laughs> well, I was hoping for, I was hoping for just a, the, the silly, like the silly gore fest, which is what I was getting. But I ended up being bored for most of it, which disappointed me. But he plays like a, a crazy scientist who's got a piranha in a fish tank and he's studying it and he's just in full Christopher Lloyd for it. <clears throat> I'll, I'll tell you this. The guy making the porno gets his penis bitten off by the piranha and there's a 3D close-up of the penis floating in the water and then two piranhas come and eat it. And okay. I was done at that point. <laughs> I'm like, ah, Don. Alright, well, just yeah. Just on. Yeah. But let's um, quickly touch on the Animaniacs trailers that came out. Oh, I just watched Please it today. Thank you. Yes. And, and, you, I, and you didn't see I'm the uh, the Jurassic excited. Park teaser one, which is phenomenal. Yeah. So, like, I, I saw a post on Facebook that Animaniacs was coming out, but I was I wasn't driving. But I was in my car and I was like, no, I can't do this right now. Uh, I got to wait until I get home. But then when I got home, I got a call from my realtor saying, hey, you know, there's no offers on it. It looks pretty good. Are you interested? And then we started talking. I just I just forgot. Uh, and then today, you're just like, have life. you seen this trailer? Yeah, my adult life. I know, right? Oh, my <laughs> God. And, <laughs> and then you're just like. Hey, Animaniacs. I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's right. I need to see that. So I, I watched it. I watched both of them. And I I don't need to buy a house. <laughs> like, fuck this. I, <laughs> I'm super excited. Super excited. And uh, it's coming out November 20th. Um, so, that, yeah. Less if I didn't have Hulu now. before, I'm definitely going to have Hulu now. Hulu's been coming out with a lot of good shit, man. You need to watch Letterkenny. I still you have yep. to watch Letter Kenny. I think you will love it. And when you do, we can talk about it on the show. I think you'll absolutely love it. It's right up your alley. The three main stereotypes of small town Canada. The Hicks, the hockey players, and the skids. And just their life in the small town. But it's got super quick dialogue. It's super quotable. It has a ton of running gags that constantly come back around that you friggin' laugh your ass off at. And because it's and it's got, you know, just it's it's a Hulu sh original based on a YouTube series. But because it's for adults, they just they let the content fly, whatever they want to say and however they want to say it, they say it. And I think that's what I love about it. Right. <clears throat> and that's what I appreciate about you. Once you watch the show, you'll understand what I just said. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I, just I was like, what? Cool. All right. And, um, uh, so that's what you appreciate about me. Yes, Animaniacs is coming back. It looks phenomenal. I mean, the animation looks... It, it kind of reminds me of that new Harley Quinn cartoon that they came out with. I don't know if you've seen that at all. I've watched uh, every episode of that. It was on DC Universe, and I think HBO Max has it now. 
Hmm. But they created an adult cartoon based on Harley Quinn with Kaylee Cuoco and Lake Bell as Harley and Ivy. And again, it's another one where, oh, this is an adult cartoon, so let's drop the F-bombs. In fact, Kaylee Cuoco and Lake Bell got into a fight during the first episode as to who got to say fuck the most. (laughs) Because they both wanted to do it. But it's really, really good, very entertaining. It's hysterical. But the animation is so nice because it's that comic book style. But you can tell they're using the modern animation techniques like they do with something like Rick and Morty. So everything is just so smooth and it looks great. And that's what this Animaniacs looks like. You can tell they're using modern animation techniques, but they still have they kept the original look. It doesn't they didn't try to revamp the style and make them. And create a disconnect with their content, like other reboots have done. Looking at you, Powerpuff Girls. They actually uh, kept the original design. And and they're bringing back Pinky and the Brain. That's worth the price alone to me. Yeah. What was I your know. favorite Animaniacs episode from back in the day? Oh, man. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Pinky and the Brain like yeah shorts so all all of them really like i can't just pick one but i just love their their uh, i remember <laughs> the episode where pinky was the smart one like yes. they they he got the the smart serum and he's just like are you thinking what i'm thinking and then all he said was yes <laughs> that was that was it and uh yeah that i, I really like that episode I always liked uh, the Michelangelo episode where he's trying to paint the Sistine Chapel and the Warner Brothers are helping out with him. <laughs> Just like, ooh, naked people. But don't worry, we like painting naked people. And then when his eminence shows up, it turns out to be Spielberg and they paint E.T. on the on the ceiling. <laughs> that was always a really good one. I always really liked... Oh, well, I'm trying to think of a couple off the top of my head that I was a big fan of. I always liked Potty Emergency, which was Wacko has to go to the bathroom and he just can't. And the whole episode is just based on him freaking out because every time he goes to pee, something ruins it. Like he goes into the gas station bathroom and all you see are the roaches scatter and you don't see what he sees, but he looks like he's going to vomit. <laughs> and then every time he tries to go to a location... Because you know how Wacko always had, like, the magic bag with everything in it? Yeah. He pulls out a toilet. And every time he tries to use it, somebody walks in on him. Like, <laughs> he goes to, like, the end of the earth in the middle of the Himalayas and puts the toilet down. And as soon as he's about to go, two Sherpas show up out of nowhere. I felt so bad for him because you've we've experienced, we've all experienced that before, when you just gotta go and you can't. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> It's the worst. And uh, I love the the Slappy Squirrel segments. The fact that she was a washed up cartoon star who is now a bitter old crank. And those were like the ultimate fourth wall breaking cartoons because she always talked to the camera. And the two standouts from that one were always Bumby's mom, where she takes Skippy to see the Bambi movie and the mom dies on screen and he all he does is cry hysterically. She's like, it's just an actress. And he's like... But his mom is, and he can't even finish the sentence. He just starts wailing every time. 
And when they do the they do the uh, the Woodstock episode where they do the who's on first skit with who's on stage. Who's on stage? Yes. The name of the group. <laughs> Who? Yeah. The group on stage. <laughs> do you see the band? No, that's a different group entirely. The who? <laughs> who's on stage? Yes. Oh, so the name of the band is Yes. No, that's a different band entirely. <laughs> that's another oh, one man. that absolutely kills me. That show was brilliant. It was way ahead of its time. And the adult humor was phenomenal. Like when they're doing the, the murder mystery on the, the cruise ship. Oh, and... yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what I'm <laughs> going right? <laughs> go, go for it. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Dot finds Prince, you know, the singer. And, and Yakko goes, no, no, no. I said finger Prince. And she just goes, I don't think so. <laughs> how oh did they God. get away with that or uh when brain meets dolly parton when he does the country singer thing oh. she leans in and her chest is in his face she's like i'm your biggest fan what do you say to that he goes i would say puberty has been very kind to you <laughs> oh how did they get away with this it stuff? was the 90s you could get away with that shit in the 90s there was no like political correctness then it just wasn't a thing 90s was a different era, man. You know, uh, you and I you and I were born in the 80s, but we're definitely 90s kids because we grew up in the 90s. Right. Like it does it piss you off, Eric, when you're talking to like some young some young kid who's like in his early 20s, he's like, "Oh, I'm totally a 90s kid." You're like, "What year were you born?" 1997. Like, sit the fuck down. You are know, not right? a 90s like, kid. Sh- shut Get the fuck the hell out of here. I don't like, consider I, you a 90s kid unless you can remember going to the movie theaters to see Missed Out Fire. Oh, and I did. I did. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's a, here's a question. Do you remember the first movie you ever saw as a kid in the theater? Yes. Nightmare on Elm Street. Are you serious? Yeah. Yes, it, uh, that's the movie I fucking saw. My dad wanted to go see the movie. I had no idea what it was. And we watched it. And I didn't go to sleep for a while, man. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, I don't. I don't remember because it wasn't like it just. It had just released. It's been out for a little bit. I must have been like four, four or five, something like that. And they actually let you into the theater. Yeah. Yeah, because nobody cared back then. Yeah, and uh, it was also New York, so really nobody cared about it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, when I went to see Freddy versus Jason in the theater, there were like like 10 employees in that theater frantically ID checking everybody and kicking out kids left and right who kept sneaking in. Wow. Because when Freddy versus Jason came out, I was of age. <laughs> I was in college, actually. So I was uh, – that was the first – Freddy or Jason movie I saw in the theater actually was Freddy versus Jason because everything else I had ever seen I was either too young to actually go see it in the theater and so all my friends we would do because <clears throat> we're going to age ourselves here we would go to Blockbuster Video and uh. rent a VHS tape of Nightmare on Elm Street 3 The Dream Warriors and bring it home and watch it Uh, Those were the remember, days, man. Remember, I remember. Do you remember? I remember. Oh do you remember how pissed off you were when you moved every single copy of the DVD box out of the way and there was no DVD behind it? You're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I really wanted to watch this. 
Right. When like like the hot new movie came out, so there's like 25 copies, and you're like frantically searching. There's like two left. You're like, yes, I got one. I got one. I can actually go see this movie. That was. You know, that was actually kind of fun back in the day was just walking into a blockbuster or like a family video or whatever. <clears throat> and then just kind of walking up and down the aisles and see what caught your eye. Yeah. Because back then the box art it was like the shit, you know, like it gave you kind of a there was a feeling to it. Not that there's not a feeling now, but it was different than the movie posters. They didn't just copy paste movie poster to the box art and then. Like what they're doing right now. Sometimes it was drastically different. <laughs> so, so we used to rent movies based on what caught our eye. And that's actually how I saw Joe Dirt. Joe like, Dirt was funny. I was like, that girl's hot and that guy's got a mullet. <laughs> and my buddy's like, I've heard this is actually funny. I'm like, well, let's bring it home and watch it. And we did. And we laughed hysterically. Oh my gosh! It's a, it's a cheesy ass movie, but it's I, I I did enjoy it. You know what? Especially- I might actually have to like get the Disney Plus stuff because this is all bringing back memories. Because now that we're talking about this, this is also how I discovered the X Men cartoon. They had a uh, a video there of like the first four episodes of a season or whatever. And I was like, I need, I need this. I need to watch it. And then I realized that it's actually on. Uh, I think it was WB. Was it WB? Yes, uh, I believe it was on Kids WB. Okay. And then I just fell in love with that show, and that that shit was awesome. That the and then I started watching Spider Man and all that stuff. It was great, dude. The X Men cartoon theme song. <laughs> da 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 da. da. <laughs> yeah. It's, I featured that on our superhero episode for the closing music. Yeah, I, yeah. I got the closing outro. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember if you heard that or not, but. Oh, my yeah. God. So, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. That's awesome. My first one was A Little Mermaid. I guess my parents were a little more cautious about what I saw in the theater. <laughs> I, I, I don't even think it was the first one that I saw. I think it was the second yeah. one, which was the one where, like. They know they can control the dream or something like that. Was in that the second dream one? Warriors. Dream Warriors, number three. The best one. Oh, it's the th- okay. So it's the third one. That's the one that I saw in theaters. Second one sucks ass. Second Nightmare is awful. Sorry if anybody likes that, but I, I did not care too much about that one. I think the first one and the third one are the probably the best ones because not that I don't mind Comedy Freddy because I, I like Comedy Freddy. But he's still a menacing threat in one and three. He goes full on comedy in four. And not that like those movies are bad, but it's not the same after that. Right. Uh, Yeah. But you know what's funny about my first movie, though, Little Mermaid, is that Ursula scene at the end scared the shit out of me as a kid. Where she's (sighs) like a giant monster and she's trying to kill Prince Eric. It actually kind of scared me a little bit. I mean, Disney did a good job of, like, killing off parents, so you were kind of worried, I guess. <laughs> uh, it was more of the visual thing, yes, but I'd already, oh, yeah, yeah, no. I'd already I, lived through Bambi at that point, so. Bambi didn't do it to me, but, but fucking Lion King did. Mufasa. 
Oh my god. Yeah. When he like pushed his face. I can't. No. No. <laughs> A curls up next to him. Oh. Uh, Mufasa. Ooh, say it again. Mufasa. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Disney. Disney just. You know who really likes making us cry? Pixar. Pixar, yeah. Pixar loves making people cry. Like, they 100%. I, I, I think they get off on it. They probably I do. Think, like, I think between all four Toy Story movies, which have emotional moments, Monsters, Inc., uh, the, the Incredibles... They even managed to rope one into cars, for God's sake. You get Wally, you get Ratatouille. Don't even get me started on the first 15 minutes of Up. <laughs> and then they're just like, can we ever outdo ourselves? And they're like, yup, here's Coco and here's Onward. Let's make it even worse. <laughs> they really, really know how to hit you in the emotional spot. Onward was so good, man. I liked it. I, I, I did enjoy it. That was a, a, that was a fun movie. Yeah. You probably relate very closely to Barley. Which one was Barley? Chris Pratt. Oh. The gamer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the boisterous outgoing gamer. <laughs> I mean, I related to Barley, so I know if yeah. I did, I know you did. Yeah. Oh, man. And you know what I love about Pixar? Even the worst Pixar movie, Cars 2, is still an enjoyable movie. In is its it, own, though? In its own right. <laughs> if you got nothing else to watch, I suppose, it can keep you entertained. I mean, it gets obnoxious with the Mater stuff, but it's got it's got its fair share of, of fun moments. It's just... Right. Whatever happened yeah. to Larry the Cable Guy? I don't know if he tours anymore. I don't think he makes movies anymore. I don't know if he's retired or... He probably made so much money, he just fucking retired. He's like, I don't gotta do this dumb shit anymore. Uh, Can you imagine... Only in America with Larry the Cable Guy wrapped up in 2013, and I don't think he's really done anything since then. He doesn't have to. He's 57 now, and he's gotta be rolling in money. Can you imagine putting on that act all the fucking time? Have you ever actually seen uh, Dan Whitney as a comedian? No. What? Like, before he did the Larry the Cable Guy act? You can no. find clips on YouTube if you look up Dan Whitney. It's a lot of the same delivery, but he talks because he doesn't have the drawl because the drawls are put on, and he actually talks fast. It's really weird to see him doing, like, a regular thing. Because you're so you're so ingrained to see Larry the Cable Guy that when you see Dan Whitney, you're like, who the hell is this? Yeah, I feel like the only two people that are on stage that don't like as far as like that group who doesn't put on an act is probably um, Ron, Ron White. Oh, Ron White is not an act. I think no, that's just like, Ron that's, White. that's just, yeah, that's just who he is. <laughs> and uh, and Bill Engvall. I think that's uh, just I think that's just his comedic style, but I don't think that's an act. But I think Larry I'm and, and I don't think Jeff Foxworthy's an act. You don't think Jeff Foxworthy's an act? 
No, I think that's just him. You think so? I don't know. I don't know. So this is actually kind of interesting. Apparently, Larry the Cable Guy, one of his best friends is Louis Black, even though they are completely polar opposite when it comes to political views, background, and comedic material. I mean, you can be different and still be friends. Oh, yeah. yeah. We can disagree and still be friends. I love Louis Black. Yeah, Louis Black is like top notch. I loved every single episode that he was on in uh, The Daily Show. I loved his Mm -hmm. stand-up. Like it's just it's good stuff. Remember I when we used to like Dane Cook? Anger in Inside Out. Oh yeah. Who, who's gonna play Anger? How about the angriest guy we know? <laughs> That's that was perfect. Oh uh, yeah. So we could do a whole episode on stand-up comedy. Oh, we could. And we should. We should because we'll there's a lot that. of like I relate out of all the comedians that have I've seen. The person that really gets me every time I listen to his stuff is George Carlin. I love George Carlin. George Carlin, is, and it's still relevant to till today. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking awesome. Um. Well, okay. Did I ever that tell just you dropped some trash. My, uh, <laughs> that's fine. Did I ever tell you my my uh, my time going to Opie and Anthony's traveling virus comedy tour in two thousand seven? No. Well, let's just let me just tell you, it was absolutely phenomenal. First off, uh, but the comedians that I got to see perform live, uh, Rich Voss was the MC, so he kind of like he did like the intro stuff, and then he would do little bits in between. Uh, Frank Caliendo was there; he got booed off the stage because all he did were the same three impressions that he always does, and that was not the right audience for. Opie and Anthony. Bob Kelly, Patrice O'Neill, well-received. And uh, Bob Saget, who is... I, I had always heard about his comedy, and he did not disappoint. He was dirty, raunchy, and sang songs about how he wanted to fuck Kimmy Gibbler on the set of Full House. <laughs> then they had uh, Louis C.K. did a routine... And got mad because a fight broke out in the crowd and people started paying attention to it. So he got mad that people weren't paying attention to him. So he turned around and did his routine to the curtain instead. And he goes, if you guys aren't going to look at me, I'm not going to look at you. And just did his routine. Who is back turned to us. Uh, Jim, <laughs> Jim Norton did his standard routine where he aggressively says horrible words just to get a laugh. But it worked. And then the, the headlining act was Stephen Lynch who I am a big Stephen Lynch fan. I actually own some of his albums. You uh, you are a fan of uh, any of Stephen Lynch's stuff? Have you ever heard of his stuff? I, hold on. Let me look him up real quick, because I don't think I've heard any of his stuff. You may have. He does very, very offensive songs. Steven. Like, his, his big hit is called Special Olympics. <laughs> and... His bigger hit was Special Ed. So, that ought to tell you what kind of songs he writes. It says candidate for U.S. House of Representatives, so I, I'm assuming that's not him. Let no. Me... <laughs> you, know, you want Stephen Lynch, the comedy songwriter. Trust me, his stuff is really funny. 
Okay, I see him now. Comedy Central. I don't know. I'll have to listen to him at some point. But as I'll of right now, I, of I, my, uh, I'll send you some of my favorites. Okay. I, I promise I will send you some good Stephen Lynch stuff to enjoy. Um, real quick, before we move on to our fan topics, I'd just like to point out that according to Yahoo.com, the most hated state in the United States is New Jersey. What? Well done, my home Man, state. I thought and it would definitely be Florida. No, Florida, Alabama, at least the most. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope, it's New Jersey. Congratulations, my my hometown, my home state pe- people, and just let everybody know we hate you too. <laughs> oh man, you know, d- you ever see that meme where it's just like uh, it's the Harry Potter. Um, meme where oh fuck what's her name shit 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 the teacher who turns into a cat yes where she's looking at Harry Ron and uh, uh, Hermione and she's like Uh, why is it (laughs) whenever there's trouble it's always you three Uh, but they replaced uh, the three of them with Florida Alabama California (laughs) yep (laughs) Three most oh. problematic states that we have. Oh, my God. But no, people want to hate New Jersey, so whatevs. Our pizza is better than your pizza. Our bagels are better than your bagels. We have Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. What do you have? Uh, pub go. subs. Pub <laughs> subs. <laughs> there you go. Well, All Eric, right. I am very, very excited for this. Okay. So we have some life advice. I didn't I didn't see the life advice, so this would be this will be good. Um we'll save that for last because there's actually a topic here that uh Brian, thank you for submitting this, wants to know about like the best and worst DC Marvel characters, and the more obscure ones would probably be better. I went ahead and uh kind of looked this up just because it's been a while since I've done one of these type of things. And I'm going to go with the most underrated of the Marvel and DC. I did more Marvel than DC because I, the the one that I have for DC by far is the number one most underutilized hero, most underrated in, in, in every single way. So I'll save him for last. But let's go ahead and kick off the list. Um First off, do you, do you have anybody in mind for Marvel? We'll just keep it Marvel right now. I don't know enough about comic books to be part of this conversation. This is all you, buddy. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go off and say Nathan Drake, Iceman, is okay. one of the most underrated. Yeah. These are all people that you are probably heard of at some point, but they're definitely the most underrated or they're just not. They're very obscure. So Nathan Drake, everybody knows Iceman. Well, not everybody, but most Marvel people know Iceman. But I feel like he's the most underrated in the X-Men team. And, and, and here's why, right? So his, he, I consider him an Omega level mutant for the simple fact that he can bring his 
the external and internal body temperature of himself to absolute zero, which is where all molecules stop. He can do that externally. Means he could kill anybody in the Marvel Universe. Anybody. But he's got to get, he's got to be close. Like, like, that's his downfall, right? So he's not like a mortal or anything. But he's got quite, or not, not, wait. I'm, I'm sorry. Did I say Nathan Drake? That's Cable. My bad. <laughs> I, I'm, <laughs> that's Cable. I know, I know uh, the name. <laughs> Uh, I meant uh, uh, what's his name, Robert Robert Drake. Um, oh my god, we're gonna be getting flooded with comments of people freaking oh out. Oh my god, right? <laughs> I said Nathan Drake from Uncharted because I'm thinking I, I, there's a fucking ad right now because I got these I got some web pages up uh, and it's all all sorts of it's Nathan Summers for Cable, Robert Drake for Iceman. Bring on the hate mail. Anyway, so. Uh, he could bring his body to absolute zero, which is just uh, – he's insane and he's so fast. Like if he's in his human form or whatever, he's just human. But like when he's zipping around and stuff like that, he's absolutely crazy. And he can make walls. He can do all this stuff. Like the, the fact that he can control temperature, it, it just – to me, there's a lot of shit that he can do that they're just not using him. And it's a shame. Um so yeah, that's it for for Robert Drake, and I have to I have to put this out there because I completely forgot about this. Not all of them are from the timeline that we're all familiar with, which is like Earth six one six. There's going to be different variations because <sighs> Marvel, right? Uh, so that is my starting uh, my starting point. Robert Drake, Iceman, very underutilized, very underrated. I think he's an Omega level mutant. Uh, and most of these are going to be from the X-Men because there's just a lot of a lot of things there. So the next one that I have uh, by far is probably a very obscure but very, very powerful. Matthew Malloy. So he's from Earth 14923. And his powers... Whew, okay, well... He's got reality warping powers, so he can just change reality. He's basically a god, right? He's got telekinet- uh, like telekinesis, telepathy, uh, energy uh, generation. So he, he can actually create and destroy energy, uh, matter manipulation, teleportation. Uh, he, can re- he can resurrect himself, and he can manipulate space-time. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Like, he's, uh, he's crazy. He's crazy. And actually, there's, um, one of those things, Charles Xavier himself called Malloy the largest mutant power source Cerebro has ever registered. So, I'm not sure if you're, like, familiar with Cerebro, but that's the big thing that, like, he puts the helmet on and he can sense all the mutants around the world, right? And he he's just saying that Malloy is literally the largest mutant power source Cerebro has ever registered. So he's considered Omega level uh, an Omega level threat by director di- uh, director Mar- Maria Hill. Uh, so basically, he compared them to like, or and Cyclops compared them to <clears throat> the powers of like Apocalypse, 
Phoenix, Onslaught, Franklin Richards, which makes an appearance on this. He's he's another one where I'm just like, yeah, he's up there. Um, so these are all people or all mutants that have like omega level powers that can pretty much destroy whatever they want. They they're they're just godly, right? So he definitely belongs up there, and that was that was a pretty big jump. Um, how how familiar are you with the X Men universe? <clears throat> Um, my, most of my familiarity with X-Men will come from the films, include, you know, even the original stuff. And, uh, probably a lot of stuff did come from that cartoon as well. Like I said, I was never a comic book reader, but I was always familiar with, with stuff just because I was friends with so many people who read comic books. I can tell you who my favorite X-Men is, and that's Gambit. Gambit's awesome. I think Gambit can be considered an Omega level mutant. It depends on which variation of Gambit they go by. That's true. And a lot of this also depends on the same thing, right? Like I took the uh, Robert Drake Iceman by a certain comic where he, um, what was it? I think he like froze in a city by accident or something like that. Something happened where they increased his powers and he was able to like, he froze a city by accident, but he, he like flash froze everybody. So he was able to reverse it and nobody even knew that what the hell happened. Like the, to them, it was just like, oh, why is it dark out? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was one of those things <clears throat> like, oh, it feels like Sunday, but I could have swore it was Friday, you know, that type of thing. So I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny, but that was a very obscure uh, I, th- I think it was a web-based comic, too. Let me see if I can fucking find it. Ah, fuck it. I'll bring it up later. Also, Franklin Richards. Uh, Franklin Richards. Holy shit. Um, In relation where do to I start? Reed Richards. Yeah, actually. Yep. Uh, his father is Reed Richards. So, Franklin Richards. Everything that... Matthew Malloy, I just said for Matthew Malloy, he can pretty much do. Except Matthew Malloy has no idea how to control his powers fully. Franklin Richard does. Right? So, that's why he's on this list. Also, he's just very obscure. You don't he- ever hear about like the Fantastic Four's kids or... Um, I- I'm-, I'm looking at the like younger generation of classic mutants and like their kids and stuff like that and growing up and we just don't see them and i feel like that's a shame because they're cool in their own right like i i think they're overpowered they're definitely overpowered but yeah his his powers franklin richards has been stated to be an omega level mutant by the celestials so the celestials are basically the gods, right? So the gods mm-hmm. of, yeah. Uh, so the oh, actually, it says here the Celestials has described him as being beyond Omega classification, uh, and Galactus considered him as the most powerful mutant ever born. Galactus. So, this is the. I know you've seen Galactus, or you know a little bit about Galactus, probably from like the Silver Surfer movies, right? Which doesn't really give him credit. 
Well, here's the thing. When I when I was going to see the Silver Surfer movie, I was reading up on Galactus, and I thought that looked really cool. And then I saw him in the movie, and I was so pissed that I immediately hated the movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you read about him, and you know he's like – he's super strong. There's not much that he, he can't do. Uh, he and he credits as yeah. a snack. Like that's his power source. Uh, he's – People want to be like, oh, he's a bad guy or something like that. I don't think so. Like, if we eat chicken, right? So, does that mean chickens find us to be the bad guy? Like, yeah, they're scared of us because we're their food. But we're yeah, not but bad. Chicken, but we're not bad to each other. If was big enough to eat a human, they 100% would. So, yes, yeah, they, they totally would. And, and that's the thing. Like, we're, we're just – unfortunately, we're in the way. He wants to eat a planet. We're on a planet. We're kind of fucked, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, that's Franklin Richards. So the fact that, like, the Celestials are like, no, he's beyond Omega level and Galactus is, like, the most powerful mutant ever born. Yeah. Um, I think there was a theory out there where he's just like – and I, I can't remember if it's for Franklin Richards or for Matthew, but – he was he created himself like he wasn't supposed to be born but he made himself become born by his parents he just chose reed richards because he felt like they'd be good parents you know so take that as you will that that's his kind of power and then the last one the the last one is more of my badass mention now he is famous but it took him a while to get to this spot i felt like it took way too fucking long for him to get to this spot and that's cable nathan summers holy shit like his powers are incredible and and he's he's dying like all the shit that you see him doing like he's dying and you don't even know he's got that virus which i can't remember what this what it's called but it's the virus that uh oh man what's it it's the techno organic virus. I'm trying to look it up real quick. Uh, keep going though. Anyway, so he's using most of his power to keep this shit at bay while still being a badass. Like, I, I don't know. And then the fact that he's like the son. Of Jean Grey and them, like, or, um, um, fuck, Cyclops' son, you know? <clears throat> Let's take I don't a look know. at, uh, I'm looking up some cable information right now. Yeah, I'm trying to find that fucking virus thing, too. Yeah. But yeah, like, he's... Cyclops and the clone of, of Jean Grey. Yeah. Madeline Pryor. Marvel Girl, at the time. Oh, man, where the hell is it mentioned the virus? It's the same virus. It's <clears throat> from what I remember, it's a virus that killed off Wolverine. He's got that same virus. Organic virus. Is that what it's called? Known carriers, Apocalypse, who is infected with the techno-organic blood of a time-traveling cable. Yeah. 
There you go. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's the virus. Anyway, it's literally just trying to like, it's trying to kill him. <laughs> and he's using his all, he's using most of his powers to keep that at bay, even while sleeping. Hmm. So that's my list of Marvel champs. Now I ran through that fast because it's just the X-Men. I feel like we have enough here to cover multiple things. So I try to keep it like X-Men focus this, this way. Uh, this time around. But now, as I was going through the DC list, all of the underrated people we kind of already know about, right? So I had to go with who is the most powerful yet not used as often and, and just kind of like overlooked. And it's got to be Martian Manhunter. Okay. It has to be Martian Manhunter. He doesn't have his own movie, right? He uh, like he does have his own comic and stuff like that because they all do. But the shit that he can do, he can fight Superman. All right, like he can fight Superman. Like we're talking about, he's strong. He can also shape shift. He has telepathy. Uh, he can go invisible. He can phase through stuff. Uh, he's got this thing called Martian vision, which. I'm not 100% sure how that shit works, but like he he's up there. He can keep up with Superman and he can do more than Superman. Now, the the newer comics where they made Superman weak against magic and stuff like that, which is fucking hilarious. There's no reason Martian Manhunter can't beat him now. And also, can we talk about how they just keep adding stuff to make Superman more relevant? Like his one weakness was kryptonite, and now it's just like, oh, well, you know, on top of kryptonite, now it's magic. He can't use magic. Uh, or he's weak against magic. And that's why, like, uh, Wonder Woman's, uh, what's it called? Lasso can hold him. And I'm like, bullshit. But whatever. We'll roll with it. <laughs> like, if you want to make Superman weaker, that's fine. I think there was a comic in there where... Um, he gets all of his energy from the sun, right? So he had to use all of his energy to defeat an enemy. So for the next week or so, he was just human <clears throat> while he was regaining his strength. And I was just like, okay, that's an interesting take. So now he's saying that his power is limited by the sun, which is fine. And he used it all. All of it? Okay, whatever. I've had a list of uh, the most powerful comic book characters and the, the number one list... That- it they they give is uh the one above all is who they say okay. has to be the most powerful they even put that one over the presence from dc yeah the one above all is 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 the creator he created but everything it, he <clears throat> but he, if you're going for like an actual more carrot like more of an actual character um living tribunals number three right okay yeah i can see that uh, Phoenix Force is number four. Phoenix uh, Force. The Beyonder is number five. Oh, <clears throat> I don't agree with the Phoenix Force at all. But okay, because like a child of the universe. Uh, D Creator is number six. I can I could buy that one. Eternity is number seven. Man of Miracles is number eight. Anti-Monitor is number nine. Superman Prime, one million at number ten. 
Spectre at number 11, Galactus at number 12. Spectre. How the fuck did I forget about Spectre? Spectre is a good character. Fugitive from Justice. And uh, to round out the list, you have Elaine Belloc at number 13. Thanos and Darkseed listed together at number 14. And Dr. Manhattan at number 15. Do you want to throw some Watchmen in there? (laughs) Which is DC now. (laughs) When when Dan joins the show, we'll have more comic book discussions on it. Because that's something that you and him can discuss together. I was never a comic book guy. I always thought the most underrated character in all of comic books was also my favorite character, Harley Quinn. But I don't think she's underrated anymore because now she's become in the last couple of years, especially she's become a big focal point. Right. And I feel like that's what happened to Cable. And that's what I was trying to say. Like, eventually he he got his recognition, but it didn't start off that way. It never does. No. A lot of that stuff comes out of obscurity, though, like to uh to throw a pro wrestling reference out there for the the people who I know are listening that enjoy that stuff sometimes a wrestler rises to the top because the fans chose him and not the company and you didn't expect it you didn't see it coming you ever hear of a guy called Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> yeah when he first debuted for Vince McMahon they called him the ringmaster he was a generic bad guy he didn't talk. He wore black trunks, black boots, and eventually he became Steve Austin and rose to the top because he had the right character at the right time. Because the whole idea behind Steve Austin was he was the every man fighting the every boss. Every single person's worked for somebody who they wish they could kick the crap out of, and Steve Austin got to live that dream. <laughs> we all lived vicariously through Steve Austin. Some people are chosen right from the get-go. When a, when a gentleman by the name of Dwayne Johnson debuted, they were like, he's going to be the biggest star in the wrestling business in three years. And he was. I think they said five years and he did it in three. So there you go. You, you never... That's, that's a good example. Sometimes popularity hits from a character and you weren't really expecting them to. I mean, let's look at... a. When you take a team like the Avengers, who stands out as being the uh, the top the top characters? Iron Man, Captain America, Incredible Hulk, Thor. But then here come the Guardians of the Galaxy, who are who actually were pretty obscure, but that became super popular when they debuted. Those characters became mainstream. People liked them. They latched onto them. They thought they were funny. They enjoyed their... And maybe that was something to do with the actors involved, or... But I know Guardians was a pretty obscure franchise. And those movies became really popular, and they became an intricate part. And now, everybody knows Rocket Raccoon. Everybody freaked out and giggled at that Epcot preview when Rocket showed up and cut the wires. You know, for... Now Guardians of the Galaxy is getting its own ride at Disney. And it has a ride in Disneyland. <clears throat> I, I think you just never know who's what's going to be popular. And that's always why uh, 
And of course, then there comes the other issue, too. Something becomes popular and people try to run with it too much and it ruins the popularity. I'm trying to think of a good example of that, but like when thinking about like shows and stuff that I'm a big fan of that may have actually had something like that. But yeah, that's uh, that's another thing, right? Is like sometimes you're like, oh, that's popular. We need to capitalize on it. And then it becomes too much. Oh, I got an example. Frozen. Wow, this is doing really well. Let's capitalize on it. And then it became overrated and overabundant. Yeah. Although I did like the second movie. I actually do like the Frozen movies. I just think they're overrated. You can still like they something are. and they get overrated. I don't think they're... I don't. I, personally, if I had to choose between like Big Hero 6 and Frozen, Big Hero well, 6. Obviously, Big Hero 6. <clears throat> a Marvel property, by the way. Yeah. And it even has a Stan Lee cameo. You know what? He's probably the most obscure <laughs> hero. <laughs> he, like... Without him, there's none of this, right? So he literally created the superhero and supervillains. So did I tell you what my idea was for Endgame? That no. I think would have broken everybody in the theater. You know the funeral scene and they pan to every single person and they end on Nick Fury? Imagine if... They pan over after Nick Fury, and you just see Stan Lane standing there, and he just silently takes off his hat. Just think about that. I, I don't want to think about it. I think the show's <laughs> over now. <laughs> uh. I told my wife that. I said, what if they had done that? She's like, stop it. That's not even funny. I'm like, I'm not trying to be funny. She's like, I was already a blubbery mess. You're trying to make it worse. I'm like, there would not have been a dry eye in the house. Not that there were dry eyes during that scene. But, like, uh. just imagine if the last Stanley cameo was him taking off his hat to honor the fallen Avenger. Didn't have to say a line. Just, just stand there. That would have been something else. I heard he was the one who made the phone call to uh, the Disney reps and says, you need to make this deal with Sony to keep Tom Holland as Spider-Man. And uh, and I was just like, when I heard that news, I was just like, geez, man. Like, even after he's done, literally, he is the one saving the Marvel Universe. Right? Like, Stan Lane. Uh, we love you. We love you. All right. I've got a topic I want to discuss on the show. <clears throat> this also came from Brian. Uh, he posted this right after Matt Hardman from Race Nerd Podcast suggested the best and worst DC characters and Brian expanded on it. Places you've had the best iteration of your favorite foods. Oh... Should be fun. All right. Well, what's your favorite food, Eric? Right off the bat, what's your favorite? I love, food? I love Chinese food. Okay. Where's the best Chinese food you've ever had? New York City. Do you remember the name of the place? Nope. It was a little obscure <laughs> place in Chinatown. 
um, I was there. I was visiting family, and I wanted some Chinese food. And I, and he was just like, I know a place. And we went there, and it was, uh, it was great. It was the best Chinese place I've ever been to. By that, I mean it was dirty. It looked run down. But the food was delicious. <laughs> and, and I feel like... I feel like that goes hand in hand. I really do. I look well, at a you place. The, you know where the best diners in New Jersey are, right? They're the grease trap ones that are basically in trailers. I believe it. I believe it. I think it's one of those things where it, it, it's they care more about the food than they do about the place, which is like uh, a little bit, right? But like if it if it matches, like if it can keep up and it tastes good then it tastes good like you can't you can't complain about results there's a thai restaurant within walking distance of our house and i will not eat there because while my wife was working at the coffee shop that was over there she said they would get like reports of their health inspection and apparently they like just barely passed like their last three health inspections like bare minimum pass and now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I bet you the food is phenomenal, but I just don't want to do it. <laughs> really I mean, don't. A passing grade is a passing grade, man. Uh, 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 no. All right. There's two <laughs> things I don't sacrifice. My sleep and my and my food. And I'm not going to eat at a place that's barely passing. Damn it. <laughs> just think about your favorite grease traps. You, do you think they'd pass with flying colors? I mean, not with flying colors, but they certainly didn't just get a passing grade. You can see their st- stuff right in the window. And when a diner has failed a health inspection, I've refused to go back. It's not like there's not another option. Sometimes right. there is no other option. <laughs> if Chinese is your favorite food, what do you get with your Chinese food? I normally get, uh, and, and it's a shame because I can't get it up here, right? But I, I would typically get Boneless spare ribs mm. has to be the boneless ones with a fried rice, normally pork fried rice or whatever kind of fried rice that they're having. But typically boneless spare ribs, fried rice uh, and like some egg rolls or whatever. I love egg rolls. Yeah, <clears throat> I've always loved egg rolls. They make, uh, in fact, Rudders, the gas, another franchise gas station in this area, as prominent as Sheets, not as good as Sheets, but it has its moments. They actually do make these really good pork egg rolls, like really good pork egg rolls. And on occasion, I'll just go there and just get a couple, and that'll be lunch because they're they're like a dollar ninety nine each. So you you get a couple of them, you eat them. That's lunch. They're so good. I'm not a big Chinese food guy, but I've always really liked General Tao's chicken. Yeah, that's good. I do I like the the chicken the, stuff that they do. Yeah, whatever the seasoning on that is is what I really like. But I, I will always get me egg rolls anywhere I go. Give me egg rolls. I love egg rolls. So, so how about this? How about this? How about bad variations of food you like, but you still like it? Because it's just different. Are you going to say Panda Express? Panda Express. Like, we know <laughs> it's not real Chinese food. But fuck, man. I can't help it. I need to I need to eat some Panda sometimes. <laughs> I love that I guessed that, too. 
I literally must eat panda. Like some panda. It's not real. It's it's messed up, but it's it's still good in its own way, even though it's not actual Chinese food. Okay. That is fair. You got anything what? like that? <clears throat> My favorite food is a good old fashioned cheeseburger. I've always been a cheeseburger guy. And I, I can give you both I can give you both answers pretty easily. The bet when it comes to like a chain restaurant, I still maintain that the best burger in America is Red Robin. I've always loved the way they do their burgers. And I think you can judge any kind of place that sells pub food or Americana. You can judge their quality by their cheeseburger. Because if they can't make a good cheeseburger, then they're not going to make anything else that good. If they're supposed to be like pub food and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's always like that one menu item that you're like, like if you go to a pizza place, you obviously they don't just sell pizza. A lot of times they sell sandwiches and pasta and everything. But if they don't have good pizza, why are you going to try the other stuff? You know what I mean? Right. Just, I understand that. <laughs> your pizza sucks. So why do I why do I want to try your cheesesteak? Get the hell out of here with that. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's a bad iteration. It's the guilty pleasure fast food burger for me is the Whopper. And just because of the size of it, the flame grilled taste, but also the Whopper has every condiment that I like putting on my burgers. Lettuce, tomato, ketchup, mayo, and pickles are essential. I can take or leave onions on a cheeseburger because I prefer my onions fried. But if I'm going to eat onions on anything, like cold onions... I'd rather it be a hot sandwich. So a cheeseburger is good. As far as who's made a crappy cheeseburger before. Um, I'm trying to think of somewhere where I just really wasn't impressed with the, the burger themselves. And I'm not thinking that no like immediate fast food places are coming to mind and no real like chain restaurants that I can think of. Oh, yeah, I, I actually know a place where I tried a cheeseburger and didn't like it. IHOP. IHOP? Yeah. Oh, is this I... when they try to go in to become a burger place? I tried the cheeseburger, right? And I ate it. And I was like, okay, I should have gotten pancakes. <laughs> I, just I just was not impressed. Yeah, I Do you remember that, though? Do you remember when? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was terrible. Yeah, I would not recommend. <laughs> that marketing um, okay. guy got fired for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, I got one. Uh, best place to get breakfast. Oh, I have a guilty pleasure for this one as well. All right. You can fight me on this one. <laughs> but Waffle House, best place to get breakfast. Dude. Okay, yeah, speaking of restaurants that probably should horribly fail their health inspections. <laughs> but I'll be damned if that ain't some good shit. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> it's so bad for you, too. Oh, 
Fucking hands down. And there's always some sort of drama every time I go to a fucking Waffle House. Someone's fighting or cursing each other out or whatever. It's like the lowest rent chain restaurant. I bet. But their food is phenomenal. All right. that That's my best. Hey, can you imagine what my worst <laughs> is going to be? Um, I'm not sure. Who do you think makes crappy breakfast? Out of all the breakfast places, right? Let, let's let's name them. So we got Waffle House, we got Denny's, we got IHOP. Mm-hmm. Can you think of any more? Uh, fast food places, yeah, but not. I can't think of anything else other than like your standard diner. Right. Okay. If we're going fast food places, it's a it's a <laughs> non dispute. Is fucking Taco Bell. Taco Bell breakfast is the worst. But mm, like, I'll agree to that. That's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. But out of all those three, like actual, they're they're meant for breakfast, right? I would say IHOP is probably the worst out of all of them, which is sad because you think that they would concentrate. If I want pancakes for breakfast, I I feel like I could do worse than IHOP, but I don't like the way they make the other stuff. Exactly. Their eggs, like, but. We have a local diner here called the Night and Day Diner. Night, like K-N-I-G-H-T. Okay. Like Midtown Night. And I'll be damned if they don't make the best pancakes I've ever had in my life. And yeah, it's a mom and pop diner, which is where you expect to go for a, a good breakfast. It's a 24-hour establishment. I have never had bad pancakes there. I love their pancakes. They're the giant ones that are like, they're like, like half an inch, half an inch thick. And the size of the entire plate. And you just get two of those and douse that thing in some maple syrup. Oh, that's freaking heaven right there. I love those pancakes to death. You know what I discovered I like completely by accident? The McGriddle. The McGriddle's really good. I actually enjoyed that. I, uh... I didn't think I was going to like it, but I tried it. And I was like, you know what? This works. I wouldn't get one all the time, but... I used I'm to be addicted. I'm not a big English muffin guy. I rather eat my stuff on like a croissant or a buttery roll or something. Oh, have you ever had biscuits and gravy? Yeah. It's a southern <laughs> thing, but damn, that's good. <laughs> biscuits and gravy is freaking good. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, Is it a southern thing? I thought it was just a thing. Can I not get it up here? I haven't tried. You probably can, but it's a it's a big southern dish. Oh man, if I can't find it you know up what? here, Chris, Go to a I, just, I want you to know cracker that you probably just me. Yeah, that's true. There's find yeah, a I, I'm, You'll get it. Yeah, you can get biscuits uh, and gravy, chicken fried chicken, and a giant checkerboard. I was gonna say <laughs> if I can't find biscuits and gravy now, I'm gonna be so upset with you for bringing it up because now I'm craving it. <laughs> if I can't find it, I'm gonna Sorry. be like, uh, just like the other day with the whole fucking Earl sandwich. You don't have a choice but to come visit me now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, what are you doing over here? Uh, I'm fucking Earl of Sandwich. That's why. Let's let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, you probably already had to drive about six, seven hours just to get to me and an additional hour to get to the Earl. So, all right, I'll, I'll hop in the car. <laughs> Not Shit, I'll even drive. At nine o'clock in the morning. If you show up, <laughs> if you show up at my house at nine o'clock in the morning now, I will genuinely be impressed. <laughs> I also okay. actually get up. Earlier. I want you to remember that. 
<laughs> oh, I said I'd be impressed. I didn't say I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, guys, one day Eric and I were going to hang out, right? And Eric gets up pretty early, and I got a text message at like 9 in the morning, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, you ready to hang out today? And I'm like, uh, I just woke up. I need some time to get ready. He goes, okay, cool. Well, I'm outside when you're ready. And I thought you were <laughs> fucking with me. And I go and I look through the people and I see you stay. I see the fucking grin on your face. You got your bike helmet in your hand. I, I was still in my pajamas. Shannon was still in her pajamas. We're like, hey, Eric. <laughs> uh, didn't we actually go and get breakfast too? Because it was so early. Yeah. Isn't that exactly what we did? <laughs> we're like, oh, fuck <laughs> it. Let's go get breakfast. Well, we're Was up. It, those are the good times. Weren't we? Um, wasn't Susie living there too at the time? Possibly. I don't think she came with us that day, but. No. She lived with us the last year that we were there. She lived with us. Oh, right, right. You, you had that other person who was a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nicole. Who's a mother Nicole. now? Hi Nicole, if you're listening. Hey. Um. Yeah, she was in. Uh, she was one of Shannon's bridesmaids. Okay. Nicole. Yeah, sweet girl. We still we're still in touch. Um. I. Okay. Another favorite food of mine is pizza. Let's take the mom and pop stuff out of the equation for a second. The the, okay. the New York pizza and and everything. Okay. I felt like this was going towards more chain stuff anyway. <clears throat> After I mentioned the Chinese food thing, I was like, okay, I guess we're going to have to. Everybody what? knows you can get your best pizza from a mom and pop place. But if you had to go chain pizza, who's your go-to? Oh, uh, you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it. I'm going Papa John's. Oh, I don't like it. I hate Papa John's pizza. I know. Oh, ate it. Everybody, I tell everybody tells me the same thing, but I'm going Papa John's, and it has something to do with I, I what I told you earlier about what I like about my pizzas. So say what you will about Papa John's. Sorry, sorry. Say what you will about Papa John's, but they're very consistent, and I'll only get cheese pizza. And I kind of like their sweet dough that they got. That's it. It's all it like I like Pizza Hut. Not consistent with their pizza. It's always a different like taste every time I get it. Uh, and then the same thing with Domino's. Uh, so like Little Caesars, it's one of those things where that I wasn't planning. Yeah, Little Caesars is one of those pizzas where just like, well, fuck. I guess I need food today. Well, it's a five dollar pizza, but it's a five dollar pizza, so you get right. <laughs> it's hot and ready. Is it any good? It's hot and ready. <laughs> it's I didn't ask that things. question. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So yeah, that's that's mine. What's yours? Uh, right now it's probably Domino's, just because. They deliver to the house and Pizza Hut doesn't. <laughs> so they're just way more convenient. Okay. But I can I, respect I that. Like, if I have to get a chain pizza, I usually go for Domino's. Yeah. And I think I, I'll, I'll, I'll actually uh, 
Maybe that's not your experience with them, but my experience has always been anytime I've gotten Domino's, it's tasted the same. Whereas I've gotten various different Papa John's and Pizza Hut's in different places in Pennsylvania and Florida that did not taste consistent and I was not impressed with it. So, yeah, maybe I was just lucky. But for me, it's been the other way around. I've, I like Domino's pizza, actually. Um, but it, it's... <sighs> Like, if I'm going to get just a plain cheese pizza, I'll probably just get Papa John's, to be honest, until I can figure out. Like, I'll try it. Like, if there's a pizza place by my house or something, I'm going to try that before I try a chain. So this is kind of unfair because I'll always go for, like, a mom and pop pizza place before I'll go for a chain. What about a mom and pop chain? Because in New Jersey, we had Frank's Pizza, and that was the best pizza I ever had. There okay, were several we got, locations for Frank's Pizza, but it was still a mom and pop independently owned pizza place. So um, we have a place over here called Cottage Inn. <clears throat> um, I'm not sure if you have that down that there, but it's a kind quaint. of like a what? That sounds very quaint. Yes, it's and it's really good. I like it. Um, I'll do them before I'll do Papa John's for sure. Uh, and then there's Pizza House, which is my favorite. That's the one where I told you, like, fucking crispy bacon, no matter what you do to it. It's always perfect. Um, so it would go Pizza House. Then after that, it would go Cottage Inn. Then after that, there's a place by my place that says it's just a New York style pizza joint. And then after that, Papa John's. So you, you see how far down the list I would have to go. Before, I'm just like, fuck it, Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> but in a, in a situation where, like, when I went to India, uh, Indianapolis, I don't know any of the mom and pop places, so I had no choice. I was just looking, and I saw Papa John's. I was like, all right, Papa John's it is. See, I still would have see- sought out a mom and pop place to try it. To try it. That's just me. Yeah. Okay. We didn't want to drive around. <laughs> I'll mention this because I know you just had one. Best and worst burrito. Oh. Or taco. Let's do burritos and tacos. Okay, so let's talk about burrito and taco places. All right, so we have Moe's, hmm? which I'm assuming... It, do you guys have that? Dude, we have Moe's, Chipotle, and Qdoba here. We're good. Okay. Okay. We got all I have not. I have not had Qdoba yet, so I, I can't speak on them. But I like Kidoba between... better than Chipotle. And I know I'll do get you some really? heat for that. Yes, I do. I know okay. I'll get heat for that, but I do like Kidoba better than Chipotle. My problem with Chipotle is I feel like they do not give you enough for what you pay for. I agree with that. I will agree with that. So Chipotle was very disappointing to me. It wasn't bad. It was disappointing, which there's a difference, folks. Before y'all get okay. up in arms. Because I know Chipotle is uber popular. Right. They're like the Starbucks of Mexican food. Do you remember the South Park <laughs> when Billy Mays invented Chipotle way? Oh. <laughs> to clean the, the bloodstains out of your underwear from your Chipotle yeah. shit? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um, I like Moe's. If we're going off those chains, I would prefer Moe's because it's good. And you get a lot for what you pay for. I can sum up Moe's in one word. Homewrecker. That is my go-to. 
Home Wrecker. Home Wrecker? The Home Wrecker. Okay, so I take it Moses is also your favorite? <clears throat> there, yes, it is. They're big ass burrito with all the fixins. If I had all three of them in front of me, I would go to Moses. Yeah. I've never been to Cordoba, so I might go to that first just so I can say I've had it. I think you would like it. I think you would like it. Now, let's talk about authentic. <laughs> it's not authentic. Let's be real. Most is not authentic burrito place. There's Taco Bell. But I still love it. Right. It's not authentic. <laughs> Taco Bell is the Panda Express of the of Mexican cuisine. But I still love it. Damn it. <laughs> I... I I like it as well. They took off one of my favorite things from the menu, and now I don't go there anymore. I don't even want to talk about what they've done to their menu. They have they have bastardized and raped their menu. They really I'm have. Just, so, I'm, I'm so I'm so angry at Taco Taco Bell and I are currently having a falling out. They sometimes they have like really good ideas and really good food. Like they had this one, uh, like Dorito tacos with shrimp in it for they had it like a seasonal thing and it was so good and they're like well it's not doing well i'm like fuck you you didn't give it a chance it was only up on there for like three months Ugh. all right so i'm allergic to shrimp so i don't eat it as a rule but even if i did i don't know if i would ever trust shrimp from a fast food place that just doesn't sound that's fair but i don't care about my health so <laughs> It's... All right, well, you enjoy your food poisoning, and you tell me how that turns out. Eh, it wouldn't be the first time I got food poisoning. I'm pretty sure it won't be the last. I had a pork chop sandwich out of a vending machine, so... Uh, you know who I will me. say makes a goddamn good burrito? Sheets in Pennsylvania. And it's a fully customizable burrito, and you can get it in a quesarito wrap with the melted cheese in the middle. And you can get ultimate toppers. You can wrap tater tots in that burrito. Really? Yeah. You know who has really good taco or burrito? McDonald's. Like the snack wraps? No. I'm talking about like if you go for breakfast, their breakfast burritos. Oh, breakfast burrito. Their breakfast burritos are the shit. I'm not big on breakfast burritos, I must say. Oh, best hangover food ever. I like breakfast sandwiches. My favorite breakfast sandwich. You know what? I'll say it now. My favorite breakfast sandwich is from Chick-fil-A. The chicken, egg, and cheese biscuit. I haven't had it. I actually haven't had Chick-fil-A breakfast. Oh, that's the best fast food breakfast. It's Chick-fil-A. If you can, if you can stomach the 25-minute the wait to get your food. I mean, you pretty much got to wait anyway. <laughs> like all the Chick-fil-A's in my area always have cars. Always have cars always. lined up. Always. It's ridiculous. Always. There's a I call I call it the uh the the four corners of hell right in my area. Uh actually right by the hotel I used to work at, but it's it's close enough proximity to me. There's a Chick-fil-A next to a Waffle House across the street from a Burger King next to a KFC Long John Silver's combo restaurant. It's the four corners of hell right there. <laughs> like, what do you want? You want your burgers? Your chicken? 
your your fish or your waffles. Take a pick. <laughs> Are you a KFC guy? Yes. I am. Yeah, okay, let's talk about chicken places. KFC's so it's still the best got chicken. I'm KFC. Have you had Church's chicken? No. Okay. Not. Popeyes. <clears throat> KFC. <clears throat> I can't remember what the Popeyes other one is. Popeyes didn't blow me out of the water like I was expecting it to. Right. So, out of all three of those, I've had all three. I still prefer KFC. And I, I know I'm going to get some shit for it because Trinch's Chicken apparently is the shit. Um, oh, you know what? Let's let's throw in Zaxby's because Zaxby's, Zaxby's is really good. Cat uh, Medina, if you're listening to this, thank you for taking me to Zaxby's. I remember she was like so blown away that I wanted to go to that place because we hung out before we moved. And she's like, really? Zaxby's? And I'm like, we don't have one in Orlando. The only the closest one was in Lakeland, and she was living there. And I'm like, please take me to Zaxby's. I want to try this, and it was very good. But that's the only they time do, I've ever had it. They do have one in Orlando. It's by the Millennium Mall. No, that wasn't there when I was living there. <laughs> that's true. Actually, it showed up after you moved. But there's one yeah, there now. <laughs> and it's the same thing. I want to hold off on my actual uh, complete judgment of fast food burgers because I'm still missing two major fast food restaurants in america that i've never tried before in and out and hardy's i haven't tried in and out i haven't tried hardy's i haven't tried a lot actually i still need to go to big boys um i heard theirs are are pretty good but i have so far from what i've had um i've had you know clearly mcdonald's burger king uh wendy's uh five guys and uh what else arby's no, not Arby's. What's the other one? Checkers. There we go. And I've had Checkers. So checkers I have had Arby's. Fries. Checkers. Okay. If we're going fries, Checkers is like the shit. But the fact that I can just buy those fries in the store and bring them and make them myself, like there's no purpose for me to go there, but they're still the shit. Uh, out of those five that I just mentioned, though, so far, the, per- the one who's on top is Five Guys. Five Guys is phenomenal. Right. And it's actually kind of healthy for you. Not the way I order. <laughs> Not the way I order them. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. Double cheeseburger with bacon. Yeah, I know. But <clears throat> hey, I found where the closest big boy is Cleveland. No. And I'll be there in December. So I, I know what I'm trying while I'm in Cleveland. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, I'm going to try a big boy. If you come out to, on that trip with me. <laughs> We're going to Big Boy. Oh, okay. What's your opinion of Roy Rogers? Roy Rogers. Ah, uh, you never had a Roy Rogers, huh? That is a that is a staple of the Northeast road trip. And uh, my uh, pro wrestling referee friend Matt Derline, who might be listening to the show, and Matt, if you are, I'm well aware that you got food poisoning at the Roy Rogers in Allentown. I know this because when I got the Roy Rogers in Allentown. You mentioned it about 12 times. <laughs> Aggressively. Um, but I did not get food poisoning, and it was very good. So I, I'm sorry for your crappy experience, but I very much liked my Roy Rogers. It's actually a Roy Rogers not that far away from me. 
It's uh, it's a really good chicken sandwich, but it's it's basically the closest one to you is probably in Harrisburg. Hmm. So you're not getting yeah. If you actually look up Roy Rogers on Google Maps, it, the entire cluster is Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland. That's the only places they exist. Oh, you know what? I forgot about this one. White Castle. So let's talk about let's talk about White Castle and how White Castle is the ultimate hangover food. Yes. Let's also (laughs) talk about how White Castle started the whole fucking hamburger business in general. Mm hmm. So for those of you arguing who has the better burger joint, uh, they wouldn't even exist without White Castle. Would not. Get over it. White Castles are so damn good. The closest one to me is in Allentown, so I got to drive to get there, but it's so good. It's fa- In fact, it might be the only White Castle in the state of Pennsylvania. White really? Castle is almost exclusively a New Jersey thing. Let's see. White Castle locations. Uh, I got quite a few. Holy shit, I got quite a few. Oh, uh, yeah? There's no way. Oh, yeah, they're actually showing me. They're actually showing me fucking. Let me see. White Castle restaurant. They're actually showing me houses that look like castles. Fucking. No, bastards. you've got a White <laughs> Castle in Ann Arbor, buddy. Yeah, I do. I got one in Ann Arbor. I got a few by Dearborn, Livonia, Lincoln Park, looks like. Yeah, no. Yeah. I only got one in Pennsylvania. Every other one of them's in New Jersey. Uh, I didn't Castle know about the one in Ann Arbor. I'm going to have to go well, there. You, na- you do now. Fucking Packard? Okay. Okay. I want to I don't want to I don't want to fixate too much on these foods here cuz there's there's another one I want to mention that I think is very important. And I I can't stress enough how important this is. Where have you gotten the best cookie, cake, or donut. That's an important one. Cookie, cake, or donut. We got we got to get some sweet stuff in here. So I want to tell you about this place that I found in Baltimore. And it was the best cookie ever. Ever. I'm going to look it up right now because I actually want to fucking advertise this thing. I believe it was called like the Midnight Bakery or something like that. It was actually a delivery service. They would they'll actually like deliver cookies to your like to your fucking uh, hotel and everything. Right? Like that was like okay. that was like one of their one of their gimmicks was, you know, oh yeah, well we'll deliver and I know our hotel was the uh, was one of the places. But I remember I was looking up like a cookie place, Midnight Confections, Cupcakery, Cozy Bake Shop. That might be it. Yeah. Because where we were staying at the uh, where we were staying on the harbor, it was within walking distance. And this looks like it's within walking distance. And it was uh, Midnight Confections, Cupcakery. That might be it. If it's not, then I apologize. But yeah, it was one of those places where it just. Oh. Nope, I found it. Insomnia Cookies right next door to it. Oh, you know what? We have an Insomnia Cookies up here. You have to try it. It is phenomenal. 
You know, but everybody keeps I'm saying that. Everyone keeps saying that. Okay, I might have to try it. You have to. It's so friggin' good. And they deliver. They're open from 12 p.m. to 1 a.m., or at least this one is. And they deliver. Yeah, we're in a college town. I think this one is actually 24 hours. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's still 24 hours because of, you know, current events. Right, but- right, right. Yeah, because we stayed at the Pier 5 Hotel, which is a Curio Hotel in Baltimore. It's right on the harbor. It's right next to the uh, National Aquarium, which is, like, literally on the next pier. And we were looking for something sweet to try. And I remember I messaged uh, my buddy Dan Dahl, who lives in the Baltimore area. Dan, if you're listening, how you doing, buddy? Thank you for this. And it was one of the places he suggested. And I looked it up. I'm like, we can walk here. I'm like, this sounds amazing. And I remember I got a cookie and a brownie. And it was, it was orgasmic. It was phenomenal. Just absolutely phenomenal. You know who makes mm-hmm. some of the worst goddamn cookies and it really disappointed me? Kidoba. Really? I, I got cookies with one of my meals. I was like, ooh, I want a cookie. And it was just not good. Not good. You know, I've had time to think about where I've got my best cookie. And I think it's even surprising to me. But it's I love oatmeal raisin cookies. And I've got to say the McDonald's oatmeal raisin cookies are the best. I love oatmeal raisin cookies. Oh, who put raisins in a cookie? Shut up. Pineapple. They don't have them right now. Shut up. They don't have them right now. They uh they only got the chocolate chip cookies, so I haven't had it in a while. But it used to be my dessert. <clears throat> Jimmy John's get... has good cookies. I always get a triple chocolate chunk cookie when I get my Jimmy John sub. Hmm. All right, we already talked about cookies. sandwiches on a previous episode, but how about cake? Where have you ever had the best cake? And I, I I'll give you my answer immediately. Okay, public, where public supermarket? Yep. Hands down. Hands <laughs> down. Publix. Where we got our wedding cake. And then we'll throw this in there because some people aren't cake guys or people. They're, uh, let's do pie. Best pie? Right here in Amish country. Really? Oh, yeah. Easily the best pies I've ever had. Okay. I got to say, pumpkin, yeah. shoe fly, the whole nine I went, yards. Went to a cider mill. Um, and uh, they actually had the best pecan pie I've ever had. Ooh, it was I so good. Pecan pie in for a long time. That sounds good. Oh, so good. <clears throat> you like? Uh, do you like ice cream cakes? Uh, I'm lactose intolerant, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, for real, hands up to that. <laughs> how and how much does it suck to be lactose intolerant and love ice cream? Because it sucks ass. I actually it, bought – I specifically bought, like, lactate just so I could pop a pill before I go get my Dairy Queen Blizzard because I love ice cream. You know I can't use that stuff either. That actually makes me more sick than if I were just to have ice cream. Well, damn, son. Yeah, I literally – if I'm going to have ice cream or anything of the sorts, I would eat it on my Friday so I can shit myself on Saturday. <laughs> like, well, I, I don't care. I'm just like, all right, well, I know I'm spending most of the morning tomorrow in the bathroom. That's That's pretty much it. But I got to have my ice cream. Yeah. 
do you like soft serve ice cream or do you like the like the the hard stuff like the Baskin Robbins multi flavors or is it a good old soft serve vanilla cone or chocolate cone? No, no, no. Okay, so uh, soft serve, <laughs> soft serve, I prefer, or like the ice cream cookies. Mmm. Yeah, the the M and M's ones. Yeah, those ice cream cookies are like they're just it's it's the trophy for fat kids. <laughs> it is like. Just so you know, I'm titling this episode Fan and Food Service. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's the title of the episode, because <laughs> we're, we're doing fan service, but man, are we talking about some food. Oh, yeah, well, I think we've talked longer on food than we actually did fan service. Did somebody have... Yeah, in comic books. Uh, don't don't you have, like, uh, life advice? Let's do the life advice before we continue <laughs> on with the food. <laughs> All right, uh... Not to dip back in to, to Brian here, but he's the one that was – he gave us these suggestions and then went for the life advice. We don't want to make oh, this life a... of Brian here, but – Okay. <clears throat> but I'm going to read Brian James Leon's life advice question to you, Eric. All Brian right. would like some life advice. Are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> I work as a forklift driver and material handler in a manufacturing plant. My job mostly consists of getting parts for the mechanists and assemblers, as well as dealing with all the raw steel that comes in and gets fed into the machine. We have had a couple people gone on my shift due to illness, leaving me without much to keep myself busy. How can I look like I have stuff to do while management is still here when I, in fact, have nothing to do? Ah... You're asking how to look busy when you're not busy. You have <laughs> asked the right, right person. <laughs> this is, you have definitely asked the right person. Part of the reason the baby elephant story even existed is because I needed to do something to look like I was doing something. All right. How do I do this? All right. So you go, you're a forklift driver. So clearly you've gotten that license. I'm assuming your boss either has that license or doesn't have that license. Le- so my my advice is going to be different upon whether or not they have. So if they have one, there's not much you can do. You're just going to have to drive around. Just take your time. Drive slowly. And every once in a while, just stop the forklift, yell at the forklift, and continue driving. He'll think that you're working, and then the forklift's giving you issues. And that 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 should give you another 15 20 minutes cuz if you look upset he ain't he's not going to approach you while you're still doing your job that that's it that done done deal now if he doesn't Actually have not bad. yeah God yeah damn <laughs> you're asking the king of lazy how to be how to look busy at work it's 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 good all right now if he doesn't have a forklift license all you have to do is when you actually have stuff to do Ask him for help, right? Have him help you just a few times. And every time you see him, ask him for help. He will stop going in your general direction to avoid you asking for help. And then you don't have to look busy because no one's watching you. I think uh, I think that's it. Um, yeah. How to look busy when you're not. 
Hey, any any thoughts? I I mean, I that actually sounds pretty good to me. I uh I I've incorporated a, a similar technique in my job. I don't actually drive the uh the forklift here. Um <clears throat> that's actually by choice. They've offered, I've declined. Because there's no incentive to doing it. It's not like I'm going to make more money if I'm doing it. So I'd rather not have the responsibility. If you're going to pay me more and give me the raise, then I'll do it. But if you're not, and it's just going to be like, oh, you want to learn this? I'm going to be like, no. Nah. Like, Consuelo. Right. No. Right. No, no. no. Superman, no home. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, hey, the cat got out. Oh, no. Kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> yeah. My big thing has always been... To if you when you look like you've got because what our job when we don't have anything to do is to I always go around and kind of look like I'm keeping the operation afloat and my boss will see me literally walking back and forth from printer to printer checking for all the orders that are printing I'm inspecting stuff and really I'm just kind of doing my thing but I'm also being productive because I'm making sure the operation's still running smoothly. We only have one day a week where we're ever slow enough for to pull that off, and that's on Fridays. But it does get to that point after a while where you're just like, God damn it, what do I do? And right. then what I'll also do is I'll sometimes actually go out in the warehouse and find the person who's closest to finishing, and I'll kind of just help them along and be like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do this. But that's my way of being helpful while also not having anything to do. Because Now, what has worked for me in the past, if I want to look busy, is I will carry around just a simple sheet of paper on a clipboard and I will do a generic inventory of what I have, like the equipment that I stuff. So, like, um, let's say I have three boxes of pumps for whatever reason. I'll put pumps three and i'll just keep going down the list until i'm done and then i will just sit and have a snack ready so when they show up and they're like hey what are you doing like inventory just take a little break and then i already have the snack ready so i just eat it right in front of them and they're like oh okay i guess he's doing something then he's just taking a little some a uh, little break and that's it Mm-hmm. not bad but I only here's here's the trick. Here's the trick to it. You should already know what you have, and only add stuff every once in a while, so it looks like you're counting. Like I know right. for a fact, I already have five capacitors of every type that I need. I already know that I have about five pumps that I need. I've got a handful of motors sometimes, or whatever. So I will only count a few things, and then sit. And then when he comes by. He, he'll look at my paper. I'll know. I'll have a little snack. And then he'll come by later. And I'll have more stuff on the paper. And just go on from there. They don't want to work either. Just remember that. They don't want to work either. <laughs> True, yeah. I, my, my boss says it all the time. He's like, he's like, I really need to get shit done on my computer. And I don't want to. But I got to. And you know what my boss actually does, which I think is funny, and I feel like I would be the same way because, like, I make lazy jokes all the time, but the bottom line is if I was sitting all day at a desk because I've had desk jobs before, 
I would get really bored and be like, I need to go do something. He'll just get up from his computer and he'll be like, fuck these emails. And he'll come out and he'll start like working with us out in the warehouse because he just gets so tired of just sitting around. And I kind of get that because I used to do that at the hotel all the time when I would be doing the sales stuff. I'd have like all these paperwork things I was going through. I was doing a bunch of filing and I would just be like, I can't do this anymore. I can't look at the screen anymore. And I would get up and go like, I, and I actually did this. I would assist the housekeepers. I would go find one of the housekeepers, like the housekeeping supervisor. And I would kind of chat with her, but I'd also be actually assisting, right? Like, I'm actually helping out with the job. I'm just, I just can't be in that office anymore. Right. Same thing with maintenance guy. I'd go to the maintenance guy to like to talk to him, but then I'd also be assisting him. You know, I'd be, I would be doing the stuff that I can be like, Hey, you need any help with anything? And then while we're working, we're chatting. Cause I'm just like, I can't fucking do this. I can't, I can't stare at the screen one more time. I can't punch in one more number. I can't. So we finally get, did it. We finally got some more life advice on the show, Eric. I'm, I trust that that's a great way to end the show, right? Is to, yes. To wrap yes. up with some life advice. You have been we so, already... you were so excited about this. Yes, right, so... I know. And it finally happened. Guys, uh, send me more. <laughs> send me more if you like this one. I, uh, and I'll try to keep them funny. we just discussed came from our new Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash the nerd table pod. Please join the group. Join the chat. There's only one group rule. And I will enforce the rule, and that is to always be respectful. Now, when I say respectful, I don't mean like like if you're going to get into an argument over Goku versus Superman, you can make it a heated argument and be like, oh, BS that Goku could do that, blah, blah, blah. Like that's – but if you're just like, you think Goku could beat Superman? Well, you're just a fucking idiot. That's – I'm going to be like, eh, 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 eh. none of that. None of that. Go ahead and call Goku the idiot, but you're not calling each other. If you're if you're respectful, then you can have all the conversations and make them as heated as you want. And I really uh, don't also care. I also think it's very clear that Goku is an idiot. But let's continue. That's a whole different episode <laughs> topic. We could have a a blast he's, with that. Oh my he's, god, he's he a did. fighting love, genius, but he's an idiot. <laughs> I love Goku, but he's. And I want to give some quick shout outs to our uh, our group members who joined within the last week. Um, our friend Dan Peck from Club Cafe Brussels Talk, our future host here. He's also going to be an admin in the group. Dan is more active online than you or I are, so he'll be able to help monitor stuff. He's been really good in the wrestling group because the wrestling group has a lot of people in it. And every now and again, you'll get like that, that new person who comes in and won't play nice. And he's really good at helping out with that stuff. Um, I'd like to give shout outs to some of our patrons who joined up like uh, Randy Moyer, uh, Jay Winger, host of the Board to Death Binge cast. Adrian Cotton, whose voice you've heard beginning and end of each episode. Uh, Glenn Kukan, my WrestleTalk co-host, who is currently on hiatus because of his job. But uh, hopefully he'll be able to join us on a couple of future nerd tables. By the way, Glenn just celebrated eight years cancer-free. So I want to give him a big shout out for that. Congratulations. Congrats. Uh, keep, yes, keep living long and healthy, my friend. And then... Uh, we had a couple of uh, some of my Disney pals signed up as well. So I'd like to give a quick shout out here to Brian, who joined from my old Safari co- co- colleague, 
who I ended up watching the last Harry Potter movie with and didn't realize it. I sat down in the theater next to him. He's like, oh, hey. I was like, hey, I remember you. We did Safari together. And uh, our friend, Jeremy, Jeremy Jens from Interventions signed up. Oh, and joined shit. Community. So, oh, hey, Jeremy. Man. What's going on, man? And of course, Brian James Leon. We thank you for your topics this week and your life advice and look forward to hearing more from you. So everybody, we want to thank you guys and we'll try to give you guys as many shout outs as we can. We'll try to give you some patron content to encourage you to sign up. That's patron.com slash club kayfabe. It is very wrestling heavy right now. So I understand if people aren't going to be excited to immediately sign up, but I promise we'll try and get you some bonus weekly content wherever we can. That's something that Dan and I will help work on too. And give you guys a reason to sign up by also including backlogs of other past stuff that I've done. And we're going to also try to get, uh, just continue to grow this community and, and increase our fan base. And, and we love you guys and we want it. We want to hear more from you. One last thing before we exit here today. This is a really cool announcement. I have officially signed up for this year's Extra Life Gaming Stream. Are you familiar with Extra Life, Eric? Uh, I think you explained it once before, but go ahead and explain it again for those yes. who missed out. <clears throat> so on Saturday, November 7th, from 1.30 p.m. until I'm probably going to go till about 7 p.m. I'm going to be doing a gaming stream on live on my own Facebook channel. Uh, I'll make it public, though, so even if you're not friends with me on Facebook, you can still watch it. And I will be playing video games for charity. 100% of your donations will go to the local children's hospital. For me, it's the children's hospital in Harrisburg. Because they sign you up automatically to your most local location. And I've got a four-hour block of gaming. It's a five-hour block. But uh, I'm, I'm going to do four actual hours of dedicated gaming the the fifth hour will be interspersed as breaks and setting up for other stuff uh i have we're gonna do a pre-show at 1 30 i'm gonna be hanging out on my animal crossing island so you guys can hang out with me it'll be like the little as we get set up here and at two o'clock we're gonna kick off with a little super mario brothers i haven't decided if i'm gonna do 64 or galaxy but i'm gonna play something from mario 3d all-stars we're gonna do an hour of mario and then an hour of scribble knots unlimited are you familiar with that game eric Yes. Yes, I am. So, but if you're not familiar with Scribble Dots Unlimited, you solve puzzles by creating objects with a magic notepad, and the only limit is your imagination. And, like, drugs and copyright stuff and things like that. <laughs> but you can basically create anything to solve puzzles, and I'm going to do an interactive hour there where you guys can stream and watch and help me come up with the stuff that we're going to do. So... If I need to rescue the kitty from the tree, you can tell me how to do it. Should I create a ladder and climb the ladder and get the kitty? Should I fly up there with a jetpack and grab the kitty? Like, you get to help me decide. And then the last two hours are going to be viewer's choice. Anybody who donates, I am going to take all requests from my Super Nintendo library on my Raspberry Pi. So anybody who donates can choose a Super Nintendo game for me to play from my library, and I will play it for the last two hours. And the the people who donate the most will get the most playtime out of their chosen game, but I will try to get everyone's request in. That'll be Saturday, November 7th, between 1.30 and 7. And I'm looking for $40 donations 
which would be $10 per each hour block of gaming. Even if you can donate a single solitary dollar, every single little bit counts. So I will I will make sure the link is up. I'm going to post it early. I'll post it in the Facebook group. Uh, maybe I'll even post it in the description of this episode so you guys can see it and know that uh, you can donate early and you can send me your requests early. That way I can get that stuff set up. And uh, maybe I'll, I'll pre-play the game to learn the controls a little bit if I'm not familiar with it. And then I can jump right in when it's when it's go time here. And if you if you can afford to donate more, that's even better. Every little bit helps, especially this year with COVID-19. Let's help the children. So I'm right. really, really excited. Uh, Dan Peck has already gotten $200 in donations. And he hasn't even, we're not even, we're, we're still like two weeks out at this point. So that's really, really cool. I'm yeah. very, very excited. Uh, <clears throat> I set a donation goal for $1,000. And even if you can't afford to donate, if you'll just watch the stream, participate in it, and share it on your wall so everybody can see it, that will help tremendously because then maybe somebody who can donate can contribute. All right. Uh, I also, think that, something that about I, I want to do. Also, something I want to do in November is uh, I actually want to talk to you guys. Uh, I want to see if we can try to set up a time where we could all just kind of go on a, a group chat, basically. Uh, we'll interview one of you guys. Uh, just kind of talk and see what you guys like, what kind of nerdy things you like. Uh, we'll talk about it on the show. And that way you can be a part of it because you guys are a huge part of it, right? So uh, I know I do this so I can talk to my best friend over here. Uh, but um, getting to know you guys and getting all these feedbacks, I also want to get to know you guys as well. So uh, we'll, we'll try to time something out. If you guys are available, once we move over to like maybe a Friday night or a Saturday night or Saturday morning or or whatever it is, we'll, we have, we'll work out the time. But uh, if that's something you're interested in, uh, let us know. Yes. Oh, and if anybody plays Among Us, I'm really trying to get a group together to play. Yes, I, I, I'll, I'll I will join you on that. Just let <laughs> me know when you, when I know you do that. I have a coworker named Brandon who's in. I think my former coworker Matt said he he would play. And if you you and me play, we've already got four, and we want to at least get like a group of ten together because I really want to play this game. It looks like so much fun. Oh, it is. It is, especially if you know everybody. Yeah, I've heard that's where when it's the most fun. Yeah. So, and yes, and we will create a Discord server or Discord channel or whatever. Uh, we'll make a Discord, and then that's how we can, if everybody signs up for Discord, we can all have those chats and communicate on there as well. So we'll have the Facebook, we'll have the Discord. And uh, if there's any other ways you guys want to communicate with us that you think would be effective, like if you're not big on Facebook or Discord, but maybe you want to like go old school and sign up for a message board, we can look into that. <laughs> you, we sign up for AOL board. instant message. <laughs> Remember AIM? Oh, I miss AOL instant messenger. <laughs> oh, oh. I love that thing. I used to be on that all the time. I, I used to be all on that all the time when I had the uh, the sidekick phone. Remember that shit? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh, I was watching for our patron show because we review old episodes, old wrestling episodes. We watched a Raw from 2011. It was Raw with the Muppets, basically. The Muppets were on Monday Night Raw. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun show, but it's from 2011, and the 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 uh, the heel general manager character is freaking texting furiously on his BlackBerry. And I, I was like pointing at the screen, going, <laughs> "I remember those things." <laughs> it's a defunct phone now, but you remember the BlackBerry? Oh yeah, yep. 
know, that I was think they still make Blackberries. I think it's just Androids I think they now. Do, yeah, but it, yeah, if you didn't have the iPhone, you had a BlackBerry. That was like the it thing at the time. Yeah, or uh, what's it called? The Palm Pilot, the the Palm yes. Trio, or whatever. Palm oh. Pilots. Yes, when when yeah. Sheldon whips his out. In the, in the flashback to how Sheldon met Leonard on Big Bang Theory, he whips out his Palm Pilot and he's got the little stylus pen. He's furiously tapping it. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, with that, I am hungry. You hungry? After this conversation? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I want all the things. Uh, I think we should go actually, to lunch I'm, then. I'm feeling, if I, if I did catch the COVID, I'm feeling much better right now, so... That, that's, that's all it needed. You just need to talk about some ice cream. I need to. I have a sore throat. I need some ice cream. That's a that's a good solution to a sore throat is some ice cream. <laughs> all right, uh, man. That's what I'm going to tell myself. Thank you guys we- so much for this episode. We appreciate your your the fan service, the food service, all that fun stuff. Join the Facebook group. Give us more topics. We'll talk about more stuff next week. We'll try and connect with you guys. We have a very bright future on this show, and CKCC Radio is growing exponentially, especially moving into 2021. We're very happy to be part of this, and we look forward to what the future shall bring. And please, ask more life advice. Eric wants this. Yes. I think I'm and pretty good at it. I don't know. I, I thought that your answer was phenomenal, so let's get to some more life advice. <laughs> All right. All right. Until next time, Eric. I guess we'll chat next week. Yeah, we'll have a lot to chat next week. Uh, we'll have a lot to talk about next week since uh, in four days from now, or from the recording, they will announce the new cards from AMD. So I'll see oh, you next week. There we go. <laughs> All right, that, there you have it, guys. That's your preview. We will see you guys next week here at the Nerd Table. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.